Hello, today we are going to have for our first ever episode, Brandon Kumarasamy, who is the founder of Master Talk. I discovered the work and mastery of Brandon in 2020 while testing the platform High right now. We had a lovely talk and I have been following his work so far. His eloquence, wisdom and confidence are real inspiration and dedication to making an impact. I was curious to know his thoughts about the link between branding and public speaking. So I asked him to join me for this little talk so that he can share with you all and with myself his secrets and tips on public speaking and the art of communicating to magnetize an audience and beyond. Because it's more than just magnetizing, it's also about changing a perception, changing maybe the life destiny of someone. How have you been doing so far? Life isn't great. Can't complain. You know, beautiful family, beautiful life, great business. So can't <laughs> complain. How about yourself? But work is good. Working for a startup, so I've been like really diving into the backstage of what a startup is. That's awesome. And uh, this branding miniseries is like a way for me to also close a chapter about branding and my expertise about it. So, so it's pretty cool to work on such projects initiated by intuition, I would say. Mm, I love that. So let's just start. Let's okay. do it. Tell me more, a little bit about yourself and uh, Master Talk. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Brian Kumarasamy, the founder of Master Talk. Master Talk is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. And the thesis behind the channel is that I think that the next Elon Musk is a 15-year-old girl who probably can't afford me. So I start making videos and I built a business around it so that the whole world has access to these free resources. As always, it's like empowering. When I discovered your work, I was like, okay. This is the man to talk about public speaking and about storytelling. So I had to ask you these questions to understand more. What is the most empowering link between branding and public speaking? Yeah, I would say the empowering link between branding and public speaking is communication is the catalyst of ideas. So if you have a personal brand, you want to market something, you want to communicate it. I think what's great about the art of public speaking is it allows you to talk to more people. And that's why we see a lot of company brands that rely on their employees to be their beacon. And it, on behind every organization is a person. So let's say we think about Nike, it's not just about the brand itself that people associate, it's the spokespeople, whether it's the athletes, whether it's Phil Knight, the founder of Nike and the passion he has through his book, Shoe Dog. Or even when you think of Apple, it's Steve Jobs in the back, even if he's not alive. And finally, obviously, Tesla and SpaceX, we know that Elon Musk is primarily the person who's driving the, the company and what it actually looks like. So I think what's fun about communication and how it ties into branding is how communication allows us to be the spokesperson of our own ideas and share them in a different medium and format so that those ideas reach more people. Yeah, I totally agree. The person behind is definitely the force of a brand voice. And what have you learned so far about branding? Because you're a personal brand, but you also have Master Talk, which is a company. So what differences and how have you leveraged your branding so far? Yeah, I would say for me personally, the biggest thing I've learned about branding this journey, to your point, it's really the person that drives the brand and also understanding what makes you different from everyone else. So when I started MasterTalk, it was mostly by accident. I just looked at other YouTube channels and I realized no one was sharing information on communication and accessible, practical, that was easy to get to people. So that was one unique piece. The other way is differentiating yourself on your mission. So for example, when I say something like, I believe the next Elon Musk is a 15-year-old girl who can't afford me, that's very unique to me. 
because no one really says that. So that's another piece is what is it about what you're doing that's different from everyone else? And there's different ways of doing that. It could be what's better about your services and products. It could be what is the bigger vision that you're trying to achieve and how is that vision more detailed and how is it different from everyone else? But also what are the core brand values that you have as an organization and what you're doing? So for me, one of the big things is generosity. As I become more successful, everyone around me should become more successful. So if I make a million dollars a year, that also means that I'm impacting 10 million lives around the world because I'm reinvesting a lot of that capital back into the YouTube channel. So I think the biggest lesson I learned about branding is that people really drive the brand. And the other piece is communicating your differentiation is what makes you stand out. So I'll give an example really quick. Let's say you think about Nike. Just do it. Right, just do it. You know exactly what they stand for. It's like greatness. It's competition. But what about Adidas? Less. I actually can't think of anything. That's the key. Definitely. A lot of people still don't understand what branding implies and how to do it. Or they have lost the touch of what the brand was at the beginning. Because, you know, when a brand or a company grows, a lot of people come in, strategies evolve. And a lot of time you can kind of dilute the message, a core message. Do you have like advice or a tip that any founder could just start and try today, have a feedback on the branding and improve your branding so far? Absolutely. For me personally, tying it back to communications, that's my area of expertise. What I always recommend is founders can outsource anything but the message, right? So you can outsource your marketing, you can outsource human HR, you can outsource accounting, but don't outsource the core message. So even when companies are at scale, what you'll notice is a lot of the founder-led companies are still communicating very often with their staff, with the people around them, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg's with Facebook, whether it's you know Apple with Steve Jobs when he was alive, is the best founders, Brian Chesky with Airbnb, they're always communicating who it should be, why we're doing this, and what our brand actually means. Whereas the problem with most companies is once they're no longer founder-led, when the founder's no longer in the business, the message and the brand starts to dilute over time as the people who started the organization start to leave the organization. And that's why something like IBM is a lot harder to bring that same core flair that the initial founders had. Same thing with Hewlett Packard, right? HP. When those two founders died, it's a lot harder for you to bring that energy, that flow. So my recommendation would be to founders would be communicate the culture and who we should be as often as possible. But teach the direct people and create evangelists within the organization who then also communicate that brand, embody that brand. So if you leave, you still have people who communicate that for you. Do you have like short, effective definition of branding, your definition of branding? I would say my definition of branding is one's ability to communicate unique gifts to the world in a medium that is the most effective. Powerful. Amazing. Well, that was pretty short. I'm going to add some two more. I'm a chatty sure. person. <laughs> sure, jump in. I'm supposed to be succinct, right? This is not the communication. <laughs> <laughs> I read one of your posts this morning about money and the fact that the lessons you learn from your way of using money, all this generosity and everything. Public speaking is the founder talking and sharing his vision, but we never talk about the financial part because definitely the leverage of a brand is when the audience understands and definitely sales or events increase. So from the public speaking that you have mastered and a brand perspective, how can public speaking improve the financial state of a brand? How can we leverage that? So I think the way I see it, Keva, is 
money is is directly related to how well we communicate our brands besides the product and service assuming that's good so i'll give an example if elon musk never talked about tesla or showed up in that way no one would know about the company the company wouldn't do nearly as much sales as it does today right same thing with facebook if people don't talk about the company people don't find out about it it's really difficult to scale a product especially at the beginning when nobody really knows what you're doing same thing with me Right when YouTube started with Master Talk, sure, my YouTube channel is growing now, it's easier now, but that's because my count is much higher. When I started and it was zero, I was like, Well, I got to talk to a thousand people one on one and build relationships to get to a thousand subscribers. So, I think the key message here is that as you communicate more effectively, you'll start to see indirect benefits, not just to the brand and the impact, but also your bottom line. And the easy example I can give here is at work. Every senior leader is a great communicator. So if you're a manager at a company, you get promoted and you're really good communication, you practice and you work on it, you're getting an intrinsic benefit that's financial for mastering your communication skills. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is you'll make more sales whenever you talk about the brand. So for example, when you give a speech, When you talk about your products and services and you speak in a really nice way, you'll tend to sell more product a lot faster. That's another piece. And then the third piece is the value of the brand will start to increase because a portion of what Tesla is worth is also because of the person running the company. So if you're a really good communicator, you're increasing the intrinsic value of your brand as well. There are a lot of introverts who are founders. And they kind of pair with other people who have this kind of asset of being like awful communicators. Do you have any tip for any introvert who is a founder and who wants to improve public speaking? Of course. So I have a whole video on this, but basically what I say is that introverts being bad speakers is a myth that needs to be broken because a lot of my best clients are introverts. And the reason I say that is because there's three key advantages that introverts have that extroverts like me spent years trying to get. So number one, Introverts are much better at pausing. So for example, whenever you speak, when you pause, you're able to emphasize key points in your message like I'm doing right now. Exactly. An introvert can catch that really fast because they speak a lot less on average. So pausing is very natural for them in a speech. Whereas somebody like me, as you can see, I'm always talking, 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 talking. It's really difficult for me to pause and take a beat. That's number one. Number two, right? I did for years. I was terrible at it. I was terrible at it, which brings me to number two. I'm a terrible listener, but introverts are exceptionally great listeners, right? Because they're, once again, they're spending less time talking to people on average. So they're spending more time going, hmm, does Kate actually get the message? Am I communicating it in a way that she's understanding it? Whereas the extrovert is just talking and isn't paying attention to Kate. So because an introvert's a better listener, they're able to absorb more information and more importantly, They're able to adapt the presentation much quicker to what the needs of the audience are in a way an extrovert can, because the extrovert is kind of like a deer in the headlights. They're kind of talking, talking like, what? And they go, oh, do I have to change something? Okay. And then the third piece is introverts are a lot more accessible than extroverts are. I'll give you an example. Let's say you take Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Gary V, we all know him. You either like him or you don't. There's no in-between. You either go, I really like Gary Vee, I'm a, I'm a fan personally, or you really don't like him. He's always screaming, but he's you never passionate. say that. Right, he's passionate. Or and to some people, he's arrogant or crazy. But nobody says, I hate Brene Brown. Who's that? No, Brene Brown is like, like a teacher. She's a TED Talk speaker. Or better, okay. nobody says, I hate Seth Godin, right? Nobody says, I hate, I don't know, 
Somebody else is introverted. Mm. Why is that? Because introverts are a lot more accessible. Nobody hates on introverts. You're a lot, your message is actually a lot more accessible versus someone like Gary Vee who's super, super loud. Then you develop a huge raving fan base, but you also develop a huge base who goes, I hate this person. So there's a lot of advantages to being an introvert. Yeah. I'm like in the middle, like introvert and extrovert. And I'm always like trying to pick a side. So definitely I, I take those advices. My last question would be about listening. I think that is the one thing about branding is also about taking the time to listen. Once you have done all the work to storytell your brand effectively, and now you receive the message. Any tips about being a better listener? Yeah, absolutely. And this took a lot of time too, so don't worry. I'm, I'm breaking as we go. So what I would say super simple for listening mm-hmm. is respond more with questions rather than statements. So most times when you communicate with a human being, it usually sounds something like this. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. This, but this is what I think. And this is what I think. So it's statement, 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 statement. Whereas what exceptional listeners do is somebody tells you what they believe. And then the person who's listening goes, well, Kiva, why do you believe that? Why is that important to you? Well, if you were to communicate my ideas back to me, what would you say and why? If you were to change one way in how I communicated my brand, what would you change and why? There's one thing you didn't like about the way I communicated it. What was that piece that you didn't like? What really resonated with? They ask questions rather than statements. Obviously, I can't answer back with the question because I'm the guest on a podcast. But in most situations, whenever I'm listening to someone outside of this medium, yeah. I'm always asking questions rather than responding with statements. Yeah. That's the key to being an exceptionalist. Amazing. There's a lot of empathy in branding and in storytelling, public speaking. I think that is why it's so powerful and it teaches all of us, people who are not in the field and people who are like in the daily lives as well, because we're all in a way kind of branding ourselves. The moment you enter a job, you already have a kind of etiquette. Well, that's it. Three questions and plus. You want to add anything more about the subject, about the theme? Yeah, I think when it comes to branding at the end of the day, you know, one book recommendation I'd love for people to check out is a book called Thirst by Scott Harrison. I think Scott Harrison is exceptional at branding, Mm -hmm. especially in the nonprofit sector. And from a communication perspective, I think what I've always appreciated about his work is especially if you're building a for-profit company, there's a lot you can learn from that book because he's always tackling branding from a nonprofit perspective. So if somebody like him could do so much magic with branding with a very little budget, there's a lot that we can do as well with ours. Amazing. I'm going to add it. That's it. It was short, but uh, perfect. Thanks for having me, Kara. You're welcome. Thank you. I would say my definition of branding is one's ability to communicate unique gifts to the world in a medium that is the most effective. 